Welcome to the Leadership to Wealth podcast with Neil D'Souza. I'm your host, and we've got a great conversation for you. And the full interview is available on our Leadership to Wealth YouTube channel, where you can watch more amazing content to build wealth. Hey, guys, today on the Leadership to Wealth podcast, we have a TikTok sensation who talks about marriage and couples counseling but real life advice and strategies for how to improve your marriage. You know, he talks today about how all these things that he thought marriage was, and it really turned into a train wreck and he'll help you with some of his advice and strategies today to how to get that train back onto the tracks and get it headed in the direction that you want to go. And so today I really want to welcome our special guest, Oliver Marcel. All right, guys, today on the Leadership to Wealth podcast, we have Oliver Marcel. Uh, Oliver, great to have you with us today. Man, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to this conversation. I, I've been uh, I've been kind of following some of the things that you put out, man. And so based on what I've already seen, I'm like, OK, we, this is going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I, I'm looking forward to, to it as well. Uh, you know, I saw you on TikTok. And, um, you know, you talk about marriage, you talk about relationships, and it is a um, it's an interesting space to be in. Right. And to talk about, especially on a platform like that, um, you know, where people can so freely give all of their opinions and thoughts and all of these uh, things that they come up with. And you and your wife, Denise. Uh, correct. Yeah. Uh, you guys, you guys are out there. You talk actively about, about this and teach about it. Um, and just before we go into uh, a little bit of your background, which I, I'd like to find out how someone gets into uh, relationship and marriage counseling, let me ask probably the, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe it's a loaded question. And that is, what is the biggest assumption that people make in marriage? Or about marriage? Hmm. That's a great question. I I will I'll, I'll start and to answer that question by a quote that somebody gave me and my wife that revolutionized the way we think about this. A guy told us several years ago, um, man, it's probably about maybe 15, 14 years ago, maybe. Um, he said people often liken marriage, getting married to reaching the pinnacle of Mount Everest. He said, listen, bro, <laughs> you have just arrived at base camp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then he said, think about everything that you need to do from the time you pull up to base camp to the time you even start climbing. And then think about everything you need to do once you start climbing, the things you won't be prepared for, the stuff you thought you were prepared for, but it, it, it happened and you weren't ready. Like he said, that whole experience is the rest of your journey in marriage. So I'm thinking, because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm thinking, oh, I'm getting married, man. We're going to have a lot of sex. It's going to be great, man. Hello. Yeah. Hallelujah. And then it was like, wait a minute. This is... Uh, 
probably not what I, I don't think I signed up for, <laughs> for any of this other stuff. Right. And so the biggest misconception I would see just based with the, the clients that we work with is that they got into this thing thinking that the decision that they made to spend the rest of their lives together would be the thing that carried them through everything. So this honeymoon is great. This party is great that we had in the, in the reception. Everything is nice. It's beautiful. We all look good, man. We're going to be great. Not realizing, man, you're going to have to learn something about this person. You're going to learn some things you never learned before that you didn't know before. You're going to have to make some adjustments that you didn't think you would have to make. You're going to have to look inward and be like, wow, is this really the kind of person I am? And is this person going to be conducive to the success of this relationship? So it's so much that has to take place, man. And and often we get into it just thinking happily ever after because that's what we've been fed. But happily ever after come is an assignment, man. It comes and with every assignment comes some work. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, so what I just got from that is the biggest assumption that people make when it comes to marriage is that, that they've reached the pinnacle, that everything's going to be great. Let's plant the flag and everyone celebrate us. Um, as opposed to realizing that, Hey, now the work begins. Yep. That's it. The journey's just starting. Yeah. You're not even, I mean, for those of you that don't know anything about climbing, um, when you get to base camp, you're not even climbing yet. That's just the start to prepare to get ready to do the climb, right? right. And uh, and part of it is, uh, for you know, anyone that's a professional climber can really uh, address this better than I can. But uh, when you get to base camp, typically, you're just getting there to acclimatize yourself to what the next phase of that journey is and yep. and oftentimes in any serious climb there's a couple of times where you're going to have to set up uh base camps just to be able to acclimatize yourself to that new elevation exactly and, and keep moving so wow great analogy i love that yeah love and, that. and here's the thing it's not to scare anybody so anybody who's listening yeah. who's like oh my goodness yeah that ain't for me it's not to scare you it's just to prepare you for for what you're going to experience it's a phenomenal ride I mean, I'm telling you, I've been married 21 years. It's a phenomenal ride. We've experienced everything you would really pretty much experience on a journey. But knowing, going into it, knowing that you should be preparing for a journey now allows you to prepare in such a way that makes the journey a little bit more successful. So if I don't tell you, if you and I, I don't tell you we're about to take a trip cross country. I just come pick you up. And then 30 minutes into it, I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to be gone for the next three weeks. Like, dude, why didn't you tell me so I could pack? <laughs> you know what I mean? And, right. so that's, and, and that's the thing. If you know ahead of time, hey, this is a journey, then you're going to approach it that way. And it's yeah. going to be a different it's going to be a different experience. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that that is that is so powerful because there's so many there's so many pieces. Uh, you know, this year, my wife and I are celebrating 20 years nice. and there's so many pieces along the way that n- that nobody really prepares you for, right? And you run into them and off you go. And and oftentimes, I can speak for myself here anyways, uh, I look at my parents' marriage, which sometimes looks like a train wreck, um, often looks like a train wreck. And so you think, y- you know, 
if I do half of a job, it's got to be better than, mm-hmm. than, than that at times. Right. So you, sometimes I can say for myself, I went into it thinking it can't be that hard. I see the mistakes they made. I can correct those things. No problem. And off you go. Not realizing that there's multiple sets of tracks. There's not just one, <laughs> one set of tra- tracks that uh, how all marriages go. So, uh, yeah. wow. Our, our, I, our process was very similar. Similar. I did, wow. the same, I, did the same thing. I, I love what you're what you're saying. So 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 let's um so let's just back up a second and mm-hmm. tell us uh, you know tell me a little bit tell us a little bit about uh, your background where you come from and uh, how you even got into this space of marriage counseling. Absolutely, I'm I'm a city kid, born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland, and uh, with with uh, Caribbean parents, so I have West Indian background, and was loved all things music and thought I was going to be on the radio. Yeah. And that was my goal. Both my sister and I, she's younger than me. We're like, man, we're going to be on radio. We're going to be on television. We're going, that's what we, you know, aspire to as young inner city kids and kind of, this is late night with Oliver Marcel. (laughs) Exactly. And so, (laughs) so long story short, you know, I go off to college with these dreams of, you know, being, you know, this person in radio and television. And the short version of the story is that the world fell apart, made some terrible mistakes academically, uh, probably went to the wrong school, um, but it was too late. I already was thousands, thousands of dollars in debt. Fast forward, life didn't really go the way it was planned. So I, I go through college, take the scenic route through college, get out, do some things that don't have anything to do with Wait, 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 hang on, hang on. Wait, wait. What, what, what's the scenic route through college? Man, the scenic, the scenic route. So if you take, if you stay, if you stay on 95, for those of you who know 95 is a straight shot, you can go all the way from the top of the United States to the bottom. I didn't do that. <laughs> I stopped off. I, I took a detour, went to Ohio, and I went out right. all the way out to California. <laughs> so, yeah. so my four year journey, long, was, right, my four year right. journey turned into about seven years. <laughs> So, Got it. You took the <laughs> long. You took the long way around. I took, yeah, I took the long way around, and for and for a couple of reasons. Not not so yeah. much that I was lazy, but some things happened. Uh, you know, I said I was. I wanted to get into broadcasting. My second year of college, I went out to college in a small town in Michigan. My second year there, they phased out the broadcasting program. But I was okay. like, I was like ten thousand dollars in debt. So, yeah. I, so I couldn't change my I couldn't change schools. I couldn't do anything. Right. So there was some other things, you know, outside of my control that contributed to that to that mm-hmm. long journey. But then fast forward. I I do some things that now that I look back actually were beneficial to what I'm doing today. So no broadcasting. I get a degree in communications, but I end up working in the school system. So I'm teaching, okay. I'm doing some other things. And then fast forward, I get married. And now let's go all the way down to 2013. Okay. 2013, yep. we're in we're in this uh, marriage ministry group at our church, mm-hmm. and um, we're we're just we're not the leaders of this thing, right? We're just fly on the wall like everybody else. But for some reason, everybody's asking us for marriage advice. I'm like, dude, we're not the leaders. Like, ask them. Matter yeah. of fact, you trust me. You don't want to ask us. <laughs> like, please don't <laughs> ask us. You know, then we're yeah. taking that approach. But everybody keeps coming to us like, man, we love your marriage. We love your relationship. It just looks like you guys get along. And what's your secret? And blah, 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 blah. Right. 
So I'm in IT at the time. Again, okay. I'm telling you, I'm taking yeah. a I'm taking a journey through life. I've done a little bit of everything. So C communications, IT, you, yeah, you know, yeah. So electricity I, connected. All of that, right? So at so at this point, I'm I'm in IT. So I'm like, you know what? This would be a good opportunity for me to kind of dig into uh, website creation and building. So I'm just gonna create a blog. Everybody's asking us these questions. I'm gonna create a blog. I'm gonna put some marriage material on there. Tell our story. If somebody reads it, fine. If they don't, fine. But it will help me learn how to build a website. That was all the intent was. Right, right. So we do that for about maybe two years, um, maybe 20 into 2014 or so. We start a podcast. We're like, you know what? Let's get into podcasting for the same reason. Tell our story, that kind of thing. 2015, somebody asked us to get up and speak. And we're floored, like speak to who about what? Like, what are you asking us to do? And that's when the light bulb went off. So, you know, I'm everybody knows who knows me knows I'm a man of faith. So I, I, I was like, OK, God is actually showing us that there's something more to this. Yeah. And so that's when we really started to explore and started to dig in a little bit more. Fast forward now to where we are now. It It's mushroomed into YouTube stuff, into social media stuff, into one-on-one -on -one coaching, into group coaching, into speaking, into events. And and along the way, we we garnered some certifications because we're like, okay, if we're going to really do this, let's let's dig in and, and really do it right. And so yeah. gotten about six certifications in the last few years just to make sure that we're telling our story, which I think is the thing that our clients really kind of resonate with is yeah. that we share our journey while we're still crafting a blueprint for them. But at the same right. time, we're like, okay, we, we need to get some education under our belt as well. And yeah. so that's the quick and dirty version of how, yeah. <laughs> how we got into it, man. We, it, this was not on the radar at all. So if, if people want to find some of this stuff, uh, where, where can they go and, and find your, your material? I would say the your first podcast. place to go. I would say the first place to go. Well, here's the hub. The hub is the website. So it's Denali, D-E-N-O-L-I.org. But I would say if you really want to dig into content and you really want to get a good amount of content that you don't have to pay for, I would say go to YouTube. Okay. And our YouTube is just simply YouTube.com slash Denali LLC. There's about there's probably 300 videos on our YouTube channel at this point. So, guys, um, you need to go check out Denali LLC yeah. and on YouTube. And uh, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Indeed. Okay. Appreciate it. Appreciate yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. So that, and so now we've just been helping couples, man. Our, our goal really is, is kind of twofold helping couples communicate without frustration and judgment and helping couples to increase intimacy and not just in the bedroom, but across the board, we've seen that most of the couples that come to us as we begin to map out and identify their goals their goals fall into those two categories, being able to communicate effectively and finding a way to to in, build, increase and maintain intimacy long term in a sustainable mm. way. So we do a lot of that work with couples and it, it's been a great ride, man. We're having a lot of fun doing it. <laughs> That's great. Uh, I um, man, there's so many things that you, we could get into. I, I just want to start with something maybe a little bit. Uh, off of off of what we started with with regards to sure. assumptions there's a lot of people that right now would would denounce even getting married right oh no i'm gonna be committed to this person 
they're they're looking at it and they're saying, why would we even need to bother getting married? What's the difference? Uh, wh what does it serve? And and uh, some people will even say, listen, if you've got a brain, uh, you do not ever want to get into a marriage. Yeah. What, so what, would, what do you say to that? My 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 pushback to that is kind of twofold. Yeah. One. I tell I tell couples who are dating, I tell the couple, couples this all the time, and it's, it's something that they don't expect to hear from me. And that is, listen, if you do not want to covenant with someone, there's a very different thing. It's very different to covenant with someone and contract with someone. Because when you contract with someone, there's some there a contract is built in such a way that you can create clauses. You can create back doors. You can you can build a contract however you want to build it to your advantage. A covenant is built to the advantage of the team. The contract, if you and I sign a contract, I'm I'm going to look at the contract and see how it benefits me. If it benefits me in a way that is great. Yeah, if, it, if it's mutually beneficial, fine. That's icing on the cake. But it's got to benefit me. The covenant has to benefit both of us. If you don't want to do that, don't get married. And it's cool if you don't. There's no right or wrong. If you don't want to do that, don't get married. If you Ooh. do not want wait, to. Wait, I need a bomb sound right now. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, the real Brad Lee. He's got these bomb you sounds. Right, that, yeah, you yeah. just <laughs> dropped a bomb right there. I'm I'm in real estate. I'm in finance. Mm -hmm. And and anyone that's ever read Rich Dad, Poor Dad knows mm -hmm. that it's all about the contract. Whoever controls the contract controls the money. You've got that's the control. Right. So that's right. You're talking my language. All right. So the contract yeah. versus the covenant versus the covenant. So and, and I, I, I lay out a bunch of stuff to couples who are dating because yeah. I want you to make a decision that you feel like is in your best interest. Right. So you got yeah. the covenant versus contract thing. Then you yeah. got then you got the the in a team if you think about a team i'm a basketball guy so if you think about playing on a basketball team there are going to be some times where if you and i are on a team and we got three other guys playing with us there're going to be some some games where you are going to be the 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 front guy if you will mm -hmm. based on where you are in your journey or your skill set and I, as your teammate, is going to have to be able to support that, even if I don't get the shine out of it, right? The right. team gets the W, but you're the MVP for that game. Mm -hmm. Then one night it might be me, and then one night it might be the next guy. So that's how a team operates. And so if you're not willing to put yourself in a position that is seemingly a back position, seemingly that's the key word yeah if you're not willing to put yourself in a position that is seemingly a back position in order for the team to win then you're not ready for you're not ready for that kind of commitment mm -hmm. because that's what it involves right there's some days where my wife is knocking it out the park and i'm supporting her it's not in a it's not in a quote-unquote beta male kind of way it's just it's in a team way like yeah. this is what needs to happen at this particular moment in order for the team to win and some people are not willing to do that. We're very selfish by nature as human beings. 
And so some of us aren't willing to do that. And so I tell I tell people, listen, it's cool if you don't want to live that way, but don't expect to be in a relationship where duality reigns. And you continue to hold on to a singular mindset. It's impossible. It's mm. impossible. Trust me, I tried to do it. Yeah. I got married and still had a very singular mindset. Didn't try yeah. to change some behaviors. But didn't try to change the mindset. And in order, it, right. behavioral change without mindset change is not sustainable. I learned that the mm. hard way. Right. And so that's my pushback. Yes, you can live with somebody. I know couples who've done it. You can live with somebody forever and never, you know, sign papers, quote unquote. But I promise you. And some people will maybe push back on this. I promise you that if you poll. A hundred couples who have been in long term relationships and they're not married. They have a backdoor clause. Hmm. I'm willing to bet money on that. And it's not so much that they will use it, but it's there. Yeah. And when you are in covenant, that's not there. Mm -hmm. And that's tough for some people because that, that requires some level of vulnerability that we're not used to. That requires a level of trust that is phenomenal. And some of us just don't want to do that or don't have the capacity to do that or have been hurt too much. And we don't know how to do that. Right. Right. And it is what it is. I'm not bashing anybody. Yeah. Everybody yeah. fits in a certain category and you make this. All I'm saying to you is make decisions based on where you see yourself, which means you're yeah. honest with where you see yourself. Well, I, th I think there's a, a lot of people that go in, you, you started off going to marriage in there and they're thinking by getting married, it's going to fix everything. Right. You get you get married and and somehow magically everything goes smoothly when you get that ring, when you when you get the ring of power, when you get the, uh, you know, the certificate. And the reality is, is that that is not the case. It's, it's not it's right? not the case. It, and what's here's what's here's what's crazy about it. What I've learned in my experience is that. You have to be intentional in marriage. Mm hmm. Because we go into it, like you said, thinking that marriage is going to fix everything. Marriage actually does the same thing money does. Ooh, Mar on, marriage, marriage actually makes you comfortable in who you are. Because now I don't I don't have to put on this facade. I don't have to. I'm not in the club trying to look like I'm balling and, and to, to get people. Now I can be I'm who I am. And if who you are at the time that you get married is not conducive to the success of your relationship, that's the person you're going to see. Oh my! It's goodness. not going to fix it. It's going to, it's not going to fix it. It's going to enable it. <laughs> they just got to drop another bomb. You just dropped another. I, um, Oliver, I can't tell you the number of people that I've seen that they're in, five six seven year uh relationships and you know seemingly committed relationships and then they say let's get married and they get married and a year year and a half and boom they're getting divorced yep and what you just said was really a bomb i mean all of a sudden 
this person that they were for the other person all mm-hmm. that time, it just all goes away because now, oh, we're married now. I can yep. be, I can be who I am. I can be comfortable. Yeah, I can be comfortable. Yep. And, Which is uh, why it takes even more intentionality to sustain a marriage than than not. Because mm. if I think about over the last 21 years, the adjustments that I've had to make to my character, the yeah. things that I've had to unlearn and relearn, the things that, I, that I've had to do in terms of working on myself as it relates to my, my level of selfishness compared to my willingness to serve, like all of that, that's intentional work. I didn't have to do that before I got married to her. All I had mm-hmm. to do was show up looking good and ha- with some <laughs> night with some nice smelling cologne on and yeah and spending the right amount of money and we had a great time. Right, right. I didn't have to work on me. Mm-hmm. I didn't because yeah. I, I, the work that I did pre marriage was just making sure I put my best foot forward. Yeah. But then marriage yeah. allows you to be comfortable because I don't have to put my best foot forward for anybody, right? And that's why you you'll hear sometimes coaches will say they'll take couples back to where they were in the beginning. Like, what is it that made you fall in love with this person? What is mm. it that that drew you to this person? What were the most important emotional needs that this person was meeting? And go back and revisit that. Mm. Jump okay. Start, to jumpstart your relationship. Yeah. Because now yeah. that's some intentional work you got to put into. You got to put in. Yeah. And especially if that wasn't who you are. Because now the work is outward and inward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you agree with going back and relooking at that stuff? Is that I do. Something that I you, do. I think yeah. that, I think there's some benefit to to going back to that because all of it wasn't fake. Right. Right. There are some, there were some very genuine moments. There were some very genuine moments of connection. There were very yeah. some very intimate moments that were very real and those things can be a catalyst to you finding intimacy and connection in the space that you are right now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What I, what I find is that people, um, oftentimes couples do not allow, or they're not ready for the space that is growth, the space that is change, the space that is maturity, right? Like Mm -hmm. you change as people. And sometimes we have this idea that things are always going to be like they were back then and jobs, kids, debt, all these things, you know, they completely change who you are yep. and, and they change the complexion of a marriage and what you think it is and what you want it to be. And so oftentimes people aren't ready for that maturation process because they're thinking that it's always going to be what it was. Yep. And sometimes, sometimes we're not even, I've, I've, I've seen this too. Sometimes we're not even taught that there's going to be a maturation process. <laughs> yeah. So we're not, e- we're not even expecting it. So my wife yeah. and I just joked about this the other day before we got married the week before we, uh, no, it wasn't a week. It was about three months before we got married. We were out to dinner and I told her, I said, listen, I just want you to know I'm never going to change. And I don't ever want you to change either. Now, fast forward, had that happened, we would not be together right now. Absolutely not. Absolutely. You got me. We, we yeah. would not be together. I have no doubt in my mind. If, if that truly, if we truly stuck to our guns and I didn't change and she didn't either, no. Nah. No. No way in the world. Yeah. 
Now, head over to our Leadership to Wealth YouTube channel to get the full interview.